You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're all things tech, kind of your guide to digital living. This week, an exciting show. It's uh, been the Consumer Electronics Show the past uh, several days. Uh, This typically happens in Las Vegas. And uh, as you can imagine, that didn't happen this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So they went uh, all virtual, all online, which is a completely different experience. So we're going to be talking about all the announcements, all the cool tech and gadgets that uh, we found out about in this past week. And there's some neat stuff, everything from uh, special uh, smartphone cases that are kind of like a tricorder from Star Trek to robots, to new uh, smart home appliances, and even a Keurig for soft ice cream, which is probably one of my favorite things, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, John, uh, we love going to the Consumer Electronics Show every year, and it's just been kind of a weird experience this time, obviously, because it's all virtual. And I got to be honest, I found a hard time, I found a really difficult time just trying to find stuff. Yeah, the discoverability aspect definitely is not as intuitive when you're doing it all through websites and Zoom calls all day. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, that's always one of our favorite things is to literally just walk the trade show floor and find those weird companies in the back corners of the hall that have really cool stuff that no one knows about. And it's really hard to find those people because there's so much noise from all the big guys, uh, you know, who are all doing their own thing as anyways, like we'll talk about like Samsung and TCL and LG and all those companies, but it's the little guys that are creating this really interesting, uh, advancements i guess and or solving problems and that type of thing so it's uh it's been a very different year um definitely there's been some highs and some lows uh like in the middle of the week it was really difficult to find anything that we hadn't already seen uh and then all of a sudden it was like a floodgate things were just starting to pop up and and bubble up uh as as we were looking harder for stuff but uh yeah i'm i really do miss walking around the convention center in las vegas though Let's talk about some of the things uh, that we've seen. Uh, Samsung, probably one of the biggest uh, booths in the uh, the show every year. And uh, this year, virtually, they didn't disappoint. They probably had the loudest voice out of all the vendors uh, out there. And they had some pretty interesting stuff to showcase. Uh, they really seem to be getting into the robots, I find. Um, you know, everything from the vacuuming robots, ones that kind of look after your pets and... Uh, uh, one called Bot Handy. Did did you see this one, John? It's uh, this little robot for your kitchen. It's got like one arm, uh, but can do everything from putting your dishes into the dishwasher, uh, picking up uh, your groceries, and even setting your table and pouring your wine. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really interesting take. I mean, it kind of looks like a dro- uh, sort of a castaway droid from Star Wars. Yes, in, in a lot of ways, because it's like an upright vacuum with a with a robot arm attached to it. <laughs> Right. That's and, a good description. Yes. But I mean, it, it, I think it's a pretty strong visual. And the idea of having this robot that would literally put your groceries away in your fridge and your cupboards, I think is very attractive. What might not be attractive is what this is going to cost. I didn't see the price. Did you catch that? No, it no. sounds, it's hard to tell sometimes with these things too, especially because we don't get to see it in person. Um, are these conceptual things? Are these actual products that are coming to market? Or is this sort of design inspiration for their product teams to figure out what resonates with people and then further develop those products? Well, I'm going to be keeping my eye open for it because it looked pretty cool. Uh, but as you know, with technology, is this thing foolproof? foolproof? Uh, will it... Uh, 
wreck my fridge. Uh, you know, <laughs> who knows? But it, it seemed to be an interesting concept. The one that uh, really caught my eye was their uh, their new robotic vacuum, uh, the JetBot, I believe. And this one seemed cool. Like I've got some robot vacuums in my house. I love them. Uh, like they have come so far. Uh, I've, I've got the Roombas from iRobot, and I wouldn't trade them away for the world. Uh, but they they do have some difficulties. There's no question. Uh, one of them would be uh, cables. They love cables. <laughs> like they just eat them up and then jam. And so that's a constant pain in the butt. So this new one from Samsung has not only got a camera in it, but it also has radar sensors uh, as well. So it can actually avoid those types of things. It knows that it will get caught up in, but it can also basically see the dirt and the obstacles. So it's like highly efficient. Yeah, and I really like the idea of this thing kind of being like a smart hub in in a way because you're able to actually monitor your pets with it because it does have an onboard camera. Uh, and, you know, you can also sort of patrol your house through this mechanism uh, from your smartphone when you're not at home, um, which I think is a pretty interesting combination of a couple different technologies in addition to being a smart vacuum uh, and also having the ability to sort of go back and, and sort of... Uh, dock itself automatically but i like the idea of the the pet patrol i like the idea of the lidar that's built into it so that it can actually really understand what it's doing and and if it needs to adjust itself for certain terrains or for certain things that it needs to clean up when we talk about robots they also had retail robots as well which i (laughs) i don't know how sturdy these things are (laughs) or how long they would last but uh basically they would be in retail stores and help customers uh i guess find and and purchase items Mm -hmm. i think walmart was sort of testing something like this a little while ago where they were going to have the robots do inventory um and like basically patrol the store and looking for you know product holes where people have taken stuff off the shelf and then reordered those things kind of autonomously. But I think they recently abandoned it because it it was actually cheaper to use humans. (laughs) That's kind of sad, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But also I wonder if their inventory system shouldn't already know all this information too. So, yeah. um, But no, I, I think, I think what's really interesting is especially with Samsung because Samsung does this all the time. They always have the really cool robots that really helps, if nothing else, capture the imagination of this science fiction future that we're living in now. And and I, I have to hand it to Samsung for continuously trying to find interesting ways uh, of making robotics as part of our daily life. They're big into the kitchen appliances as well. And we've seen the, these time and time again. They've got the smart uh, fridge, uh, the smart things cooking um, you know, it's a, a giant fridge, essentially, that's got a big smart screen on it. I wonder if these are ever going to take off. I mean, they are pretty expensive. Yeah, I think they are. But I also, I wonder if they're popular with people that are building out their own house, for example, where it's just part of the cost of building a house. And why wouldn't you want to have the latest technology for that type of stuff? But what was interesting this year with their smart kitchen systems is all the, the sort of the integration with, it's not just the fridge anymore. They have a smart stove now. So, uh, and the smart fridge has things like, um, tailored meal plans and live cooking classes and you even have the ability to sort of figure out your meal plan and through the fridge order those groceries so that it 
you know, you have everything you need for that cooking class you're going to have later in the week, for example. And then as you're going through the cooking class, it will actually like preheat the oven in, you know, as you're going through the steps. So it actually takes a lot of that extra sort of busy work out of the equation. Uh, whether people are willing to pay the premium price for that kind of functionality is to be determined. Um, but again, like I said before about the robots, they're just trying to find ways of uh, potentially making your life easier in the kitchen, which I know is a pain point for a lot of people, myself included. Uh, would I spend the kind of money that would be required to smartify my kitchen? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I wonder if LG's approach might be a little more practical. Uh, you know, with their fridges, they, they're not relying so much on these screens and everything. Uh, they've got things like InstaView where you can touch the door and it kind of defrosts the the door so you can look in and see what's in the fridge without having to open the fridge. Uh, one of their new ones also makes craft ice. You know those big balls of ice, uh, which actually you know melt a lot slower, uh, but great for cocktails and, and things like that. Uh, and also this new type of uh, universal drawer. So you can actually tell it what temperature you want the drawer at so if you're like crisping you know keeping vegetables crisp or you know you have meat in there or you can even turn it into another freezer drawer as well Uh, those seem to be more practical type things that people would use yeah and one of the things just going back to your ice thing uh once your devices are smart, they were actually able to get some user feedback about the the craft ice maker itself. And the problem is, is that the these craft ice cubes they take like eighteen hours to freeze and be per- <laughs> perfectly uh, formed so that they do dissipate their their melting point uh, while it's in your drink. But they can only make three at a time. So what if you're having a party, you know, post pandemic? Um, you want to be able to do more. So they were actually able to to uh, update the software and make it so that you can actually do six in the same amount of time, just slightly less clarity on the cube. It's or on the, on the circle or the the ball sphere sphere. Yeah. Uh, And so therefore make it easier because you can apparently, I think store 12 or maybe 24 of these spheres in the freezer after they've been made. So if you, if you've got an event coming up and you want to have lots of uh, ice for your drinks, you would just sort of do it in advance. Um, But you know, those kinds of things really add a lot of value to it. And they're also we're integrating things like the UV uh, cleaning so that the nozzle that dispenses your water, your filtered water on the, the fridge would be cleaned as well. Those seem like practical things to me, you know, as opposed to a screen, which essentially like a, an Amazon Echo show or a Google Home Nest Hub mm-hmm. could, could do as well. Um, we are going to have an update on uh, the announcement. Samsung has announced their new Samsung Galaxy S21 series. If you want to find all about that, you have to listen to our, our sister show. Typically, that's on Sundays. Uh, and uh, here in Toronto, that would be Saturday nights. And we have full coverage of the new Samsung Galaxy S21. So you want to check that out. And you can find out more information up at our website, getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk screens, folding, rolling. 8K. Will you get one of these anytime soon? Well, stay tuned to find out. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're talking about all the latest and newest tech that you're going to see coming up this year and the coming years. We have been following the Consumer Electronics Show this week, typically in Las Vegas, but uh, as you can probably imagine, not this time because of the pandemic. So we've been following all these virtual uh press Zoom calls and uh, just kind of scouring uh, all the different types of uh, tech that will uh, be coming out and uh, telling you all about it on the program. Uh, 
in this segment, we're going to be talking about screens. And I think the story this year, John, would be the coming rolling or rollable screen uh, uh, screen technology that will be happening over the next five years. It's not here yet, but it's coming. Yeah, uh, rollable is the new foldable. Yeah, exactly. Um, so LG's been teasing this for a while. Same as uh, TCL. We've seen prototypes of these before, John, in the past couple of years, but they're uh, being, I guess, demoed even more now. And uh, LG actually teased a, uh, a rollable smartphone slash tablet uh, in their uh, announcements uh, this week. I think we only got to see a few seconds of it, so I don't know how much of a prototype they have yet. But TCL actually had a lot of video on their rolling or rollable screens yeah well, one of them was well actually they're all really compelling and interesting uh one of them was a 6.7 inch uh smartphone that at a touch of a button it actually sort of extends the screen to 7.8 inches and it's an amoled uh display so it's a very high quality display but you know because we're not there and we're not able to to get our hands on it and actually sort of inspect it, uh, the questions we always have about folding, rolling, whatever displays is how durable are they? Um, so, I mean, this particular one looked fantastic. It looked basically you could go from phone to phablet at a push of a button. Uh, and they also had a really interesting idea. Um, they have what they call a 17-inch printed scrolling rollable display which is a mouthful but imagine if you will remember those old parchment papers that you would like unscroll yes and and you'd have like two things that one in each hand and then you know your map would be in the middle well they showed this tube that this guy was going hiking he got to the top of his mountain he took out this tube out of his backpack and he unfurled a 70, 17 inch uh oled display that had a topographical map of his little hiking trail um unclear how this works presumably it would pair with your smartphone and be a, like a secondary display um but it was a very interesting thing of course we've got no information about availability or pricing or anything like that um but the durability aspect is the big question but there's lots of interesting stuff in this rollable space so you got to think that they've figured out some of this stuff already let's talk about uh tvs uh 8K now is is the new standard they're pushing. It's supposed to be four times sharper than 4K. Are we even ready for this, John? Um, I don't even think 4K has penetrated the market fully yet. No, I mean, I think it really depends on what kind of content you're consuming. Uh, Even with 4K, it's still not prevalent unless you're talking about it in the context of, say, gaming or um, in, you know, uh, Blu-ray, you know, high-def uh, video playback uh, so watching movies there still isn't even not a lot of that kind of content available I mean some streaming services offer 4k content uh, I know you and I have talked about this in the past where Sean never had anything in the 4k space whereas TELUS with their TV service they have a lot of 4k content that you can actually consume um, so and, and as far as I know there's maybe a couple of videos on YouTube that are in 8k but not enough to quite for me to justify spending the kind of money you'd have to spend for having the bleeding edge 8k but apparently a lot of these TVs do upscale the 4k content very well too so you know again until we can see it with our own eyes it's hard to say how compelling this will be to the average person TCL uh, you know had a bunch of announcements they're pushing a new technology um, that basically does away with the uh, the gap between the backlight on their screens and the actual LCD panel um, and 
as you can imagine, that makes these, you know, I thought they had already had super ultra thin TVs, but this is next level technology. Yeah, it's it's basically just the panel now. <laughs> yeah, and and some of these uh, TV makers are making them bezel-less, so they're lo- literally just like a, just almost like a projector screen. Like it's just there's so little material there actually, uh, physically on the wall. Um, and and from again from the renders we've seen and the videos, they look fantastic. Um, and ultra 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 thin. Yeah, again, durability is <laughs> a question uh, for me. But yeah, you know, obviously TVs have, I think, in the consumer electronics show, really driven the the whole um, exhibition. Like when you come into the halls, typically it's just TVs that they're trying to push. And I think they they might be struggling to try to find the next technology that would make people want to upgrade. Remember they tried with 3D TV? That kind mm-hmm. of went bust. I don't know if 8K is going to be that savior, uh, you know, in in the short term. Not until we have enough content to justify it. And that was the problem with 3D TV as well. It's just not enough content. Or, you know, when when your technology makes half of your audience sick (laughs) from from viewing it, uh, that's not going to be a good game uh, plan. Yeah, it's funny. I've got a couple 3D TVs in my house and I, I haven't watched any 3d stuff for years because it was just a pain in the butt got to get the glasses on and and i just hate it it just doesn't feel as sharp uh to me but i guess uh, that's technology okay we have a lot more to talk about here on get connected today Uh, a lot of cool gadgets that uh, we've seen uh, kind of a tricorder that you can get uh, as a a smartphone case and a keurig that makes or kirk like keurig like machine that makes soft ice cream who wouldn't want one of those stay tuned you are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler talking all about the Consumer Electronics Show, all the coolest tech that is going to be coming out this year and the coming years. John, uh, there's a whole laundry list here, but I, I have to get to the ice cream machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely was probably one of the more interesting things that that I found uh, while watching the virtual walking the virtual floor. Uh, It's from a company called coldsnap.com. And essentially it's a Keurig machine for ice cream, soft ice cream, but it also makes smoothies and other things as well. And it's got a couple interesting things about it. Uh, It won't be available till the second quarter, second half of 2021. uh, But I think they're taking, uh, you can sign up for uh, an email update when they are available. The idea is that you get these little cans of uh, consumable, presuming some kind of dairy material of some kind that you put into this device, press a button, and then a couple seconds later, it's dispensing soft serve ice cream, which sounds pretty amazing. That That's all kind of awesome. <laughs> I need to get one of those. Yeah, and, and the nice thing too is that um, the consumables, these little cans, they kind of look like, if, if you're familiar with a Red Bull, it's about roughly that size of a can. It's an aluminum can, so once you put it in the machine, you take it out, you can actually recycle it, um, and it's also shelf-stable, so you can actually just, you don't have to keep it in the fridge or anything like that. This machine apparently is uh, basically a, like a, a super-fast freezing device that turns this consumable uh, liquid into your soft serve ice cream and it can make smoothies it can make a whole bunch of different types of uh, treats all with some kind of you know frozen thing so they were showing up making a smoothie for breakfast having a a soft serve ice cream for lunch and then having like a frozen martini uh, or margarita for for uh, for the evening with this one machine oh this is what the world needs right now 
It, it really is. I mean, it makes frozen coffee. Uh, you talked about the frozen cocktails like margaritas. I'm sure Bellini's as well. Yeah. Uh, to me, just the cost. We don't know all those details yet. Yeah. But, you know, if we give them a lot of press love, maybe a lot of people will want it and then they can bring the cost down. And send us one. Hopefully. <laughs> we have to fight over that one. <laughs> um, I want to move to the bathroom now. That wasn't a good segue. No, that was not. Maybe you've eaten too much soft uh, serve ice cream. Uh, Kohler, they had some interesting uh, smart bathroom technology. Did you see their their bathtub? Can I just say that I was am surprised by the Kohler booth. I it's hard to think about bathroom tech as being exciting, but they always knock it out of the park. Um, they always have really desirable stuff that you would want in your house. So this new bathtub. I think it's like sixteen or twenty thousand, but you know, yeah. If you have to ask how much, you can't afford it, right? right. Uh, it's a, like a square bathtub, high, uh, and you can get different versions of this and accessories. Um, the the full version here, it's got the water running over the edge, down the edges, outside, you know, edges of it. Obviously, it's recycling up again, you know, LED lighting, but it also has a built-in fog machine. Yeah, it's like the ultimate hot tub. Yeah, like how cool is that? Uh, yeah. And it's supposed to be like you're in a Japanese forest with all the mist. Right. And it does look like that. I, yeah. Anyway, I don't have $16,000 for for that. They also have a, a smart toilet uh, that automatically knows when you come up to it. It, it opens the lid for you. <laughs> and, and when you're finished, will automatically flush, close the lid, and then sanitize itself. Yeah, which is probably a dream for a lot of relationships oh my god can you can you imagine yeah so how much is your relationship worth john (laughs) (laughs) it depends what the sticker price is for the toilet i can't remember exactly i think it's several thousand dollars but it's got a bidet built into it as well Mm -hmm. it's funny i brought this on to global tv because i do those global news tech segments um and and nitu was uh you know the global anchor uh working with me on it Oh my God. So we did it. She's just howling, laughing when we were showing this, uh, you know, the video footage of it on global and afterwards on Twitter, Twitter lit up like people are asking need to, to marry them if they bought a, you know, an expensive bidet and <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot of money. It, it really is. So John, what else caught your eye? Uh, something I, I found that was really interesting is something called VMed from vmedical.com and it's a smartphone case that basically takes all of the features that you would find in a smartwatch, like blood pressure monitoring, uh, heart rate monitoring, all that type of stuff. And it actually integrates it into a case. And this is for Android and for iOS. So depending on your phone, you get the appropriate case. It actually has a couple sensors on the back. So you just put your fingers on it and then you can do some measurements and it doesn't require having you know, a smartwatch and everything else like that. So I think it might be very attractive for people that don't want to have to worry about another device to uh, integrate into the system. They can just make it part of their case. It also has a uh, temperature sensor in it. So you can actually take temperatures of, you know, your, your body temperature with it. And again, you can manage, uh, I think there's 10 different things it can measure. So like you said at the top, this is kind of like a tricorder add-on case for your phone, which is really kind of cool. I love it. That sounds all kinds of uh, awesome. Reminds me of Star Trek. I mean, we're getting there, aren't we? We certainly are. Yeah. Uh, what other items? Uh, did, we saw the robot cattail again. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we so that's the Kubo, um, and that's basically a pillow with a tail, uh, and it uses uh, it's like a little robot basically. And the idea is that it's for people that can have pets, uh, and you can basically cuddle it, and it'll it'll wag its tail, uh, and it will uh, be something that you know it's like having a pet without having an actual pet. Uh, they've come out with a smaller version of it. They call it the Petite Kubo, uh, and it's a smaller version of it, a little bit more like well, like a large guinea pig size uh, cushion with a tail again. Uh, and then we have another one uh, from another company uh, called the Moflin. And it basically is a uh, kind of looks like a tribble or a baby seal has a couple little eyes. And the idea is that it can actually respond to you, to your touch. Uh, it can sort of um, uh, react to your mood and that type of thing. And it's really meant to be a companion for people that can't have pets. They're, you know, say they're in a long-term care home and something like that. And they just, they just miss some kind of uh, interaction with an animal. And if they can't have an animal, this might be a good substitute. I, I, I think it's crazy still. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about the cool tech that we've seen down at the consumer electronics show, including new COVID masks that, uh, take COVID-19 protection to a whole new level. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and John here. Got a little bit of time left to talk about some of the other cool technology that uh, we've been following here during the Consumer Electronics Show week, that uh, virtual this year instead of Las Vegas. A lot of um, health-type tech, John. That's becoming a bigger and bigger part of this uh, program. Something that I found uh, interesting was something called Flow. I don't know if you had a chance to see this. This is a, a device that um, basically you put up your nose uh, and it helps clear up your hay fever without medication. Interesting. So it stops your body from releasing histamines when pollen, dust, and other allergens enter your body. So uh, you put it up your nostril and let it run for 10 seconds and then repeat in the other nostril. So it uses uh, red and near-infrared light. Uh, to accomplish this. So there's no known side effects. They're undergoing FDA approval in the U.S. and it's supposed to cost around 100 bucks. Game changing. That sounds pretty amazing. I mean, I use I use a, a, an inhaler, uh, Flonase, and I wonder if this would actually negate the need for that. I hope so. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think I'm starting to get hay fever. Um, so I'm interested in trying something like that out. Uh, another interesting one, um, every... every Everyone's all about uh, sleep tracking now. You know, like the Fitbits and the Apple Watches are all, you know, supposedly tracking your sleep. Well, there's this company called Tatch, spelled T-A-T-C-H, that uh, have uh, these special stickers that you can put on your body while you're sleeping. And essentially, it captures some of that other stuff that uh, the wearables capture, like the Fitbits and the Apple watches. Um, things got like uh, respiration rate. It can track uh, snoring. Uh, but more importantly, it also tracks your sleep position. So it can tell you over the night uh, how long you slept on your side, your back, your stomach, and what your, uh, you know, how restless you were or how much sleep you were getting in each position. That's interesting because you couldn't get that level of detail from a smartwatch or a smart band that tracks your sleep. So it can't detect sleep apnea yet, but the company says they're working on advanced versions of the sensors that uh, can. So uh, you get two patches for 60 bucks. And so they're uh, starting a pilot program right now. So again, that's T-A-T-C-H. Uh, what other things did you see, John? Um, so 
a big thing, of course, because of the the pandemic is uh, personal protective equipment. And our friends at Razer, who make a lot of gaming equipment, they're kind of famous for their RGB lighting tech. They actually have something called Project Hazel, which is a really interesting uh, reusable mask design that is a translucent, slightly transparent uh, mask covering for your face that has two little discs on it. And the discs actually have RGB lighting in them. the nice thing is the mask itself is an N95 rated mask uh, and those little discs have filters in them that are replaceable and it also has a microphone on the inside and a speaker on the outside so you can actually be uh, you can be heard more clearly uh, through the mask. Uh, I kind of wonder if you kind of might sound like a stormtrooper a little bit uh, using this mask Uh, but it looks really kind of cool and uh, the question is whether it's going to be available uh, and actually come to market before the pandemic is even over uh, because some of these things generally can take a long time to, to produce, but it does look really cool. It has a, a nice silicone uh, top part of the mask so that it's very comfortable and, and really form fits to your face. Uh, and it's, um, uh, I think it looks actually really cool. Yeah. So the timing is a big thing for me, John. I mean, this thing looks like something out of Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe timing's okay because we'll all be wearing those things in the future uh, anyway, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely taking things to the next uh, level. Uh, do you see the Nobi Smart Lamp? I did. Yeah, this was really cool. Uh, this is something that would be mounted in like a, in, in a, in a, bedroom ceiling uh, light fixture. And essentially what it is, it's it's a sort of a, a, a all-included smart assistant that is a lamp. So the idea is that if you get up in the middle of the night, it will actually come on and detect your movement and illuminate the room from above. So it's like this really... Uh, directed light that bounces off the ceiling. Um, But it's really meant for, uh, let's say, seniors and uh, care homes. So it allows uh, a caregiver or a family member to monitor the situation uh, with that particular uh, person that's staying in that room, whether it's a bedroom or a living room or something like that. Uh, Like I said, it has motion sensing, but it can actually detect falls. So the idea is, is that if, uh, you know, if you or your, your, your family member was to fall, it would actually ask them, did you fall? And if they don't respond or they don't say uh, no, then it will actually notify the family member or caregiver that there's been a problem. And these things can actually be connected together so that if in another part of the house, you have another one of these lights, uh, it'll actually start flashing to make you aware of the fact that there's been a problem if you don't have your smartphone in front of you as well. And then you can go to the other one in the house. So it's a very interesting uh, concept from Nobi.life. And it it sounds like you can buy it outright or they actually have a subscription service where you can actually uh, pay for it over time as well. Love it. A lot of those types of monitoring devices, uh, and I think, uh, you know, especially as the population is aging, uh, definitely something that uh, we need to be aware of. Uh, another interesting uh, piece of technology, and this isn't uh, uh, available yet, but they're developing it. It's from a, a company uh, uh, that's developed something called iSyncWave, and uh, they uh, are developing a portable brain mapping helmet that can detect early signs of Alzheimer's uh, dementia and even provide LED therapy for dementia, Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease, PTSD, and HDHD depression and other neurological issues. Mm, interesting. So it's a helmet uh, that um, I guess has got uh, gel uh, filled with gel on the inside, so it you know fits properly on the head and then uh, can basically map your brain <laughs> like this this is something again out of star trek 
Yeah, I can only imagine what the booth tour would have been like for that one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one last thing uh, that was cool, the Smart Enforcer from Swan. Yeah, this was a really interesting sort of upgrade. To, they, they already have an enforcer system, but this is the 4K version. And it has a couple of really interesting key features. It's a, it's, it's a home or office security system. Uh, you can get them in multiple configurations and different shapes of cameras, so the, the dome or the bullet style. But the, some of the nice features that it has, like I said, it's a 4K camera system. So incredible amount of detail. It also has an enhanced night-to-day uh, night vision mode. So normally when you have a night vision camera, you get it in black and white basically, or, or black and gray. Uh, and what this one does actually has a color enhanced version of night night vision. So you actually get pretty uh, close to reality version of the color. So you can actually see all that detail in 4K uh, in, in total darkness, uh, up to about 35 feet away from the camera. And probably my favorite feature of this thing too, is you can set it up with motion sensing so that if, if it does detect, say someone in your backyard or near your shed or wherever you put these cameras, it actually has blue and red police lights that go off <laughs> to scare them away, uh, which has got to be a huge deterrent, right? Like yeah. if you start seeing that you're not going to care where it's coming from you're going to run right so oh i love uh, that's my favorite part of it i mean it looks like a police car has come by yeah yeah uh but but it is a wired system so it is something you have to sort of put a little bit more thought into uh but they're indoor and outdoor and there's a single wire it uses ethernet cable to get power over ethernet so you can actually put them just about anywhere and you can run really long lengths of this cable so it's i think it's really good for that sort of like the, the pro install of a security system as opposed to just deploying a couple of ring lights around your house we have a lot more uh, to talk about uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll still be, uh, I guess, uh, importing a lot of this technology that we've seen uh, in the past uh, several days here from the Consumer Electronics Show. So you'll want to stay tuned to uh, the radio programs uh, and also our website at getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, uh, a little sneak preview about the new Samsung S21 smartphone. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, uh, Mike and John here. Don't forget to tune into our app show. It's our sister program, uh, typically on Sundays uh, or in Toronto Saturday nights. Uh, we will be doing a full uh, brief on the new Samsung Galaxy S21 smartphone. Uh, they've got all sorts of great uh, content uh, on on that. Um, John, just a sneak preview, though. I, I looked at some of the specs on uh, you know the uh, the line. They've got three. Uh, kind of how they've done it in the past, uh, the S21, S21 Plus, and the S21 Ultra. The Ultra has got like a 100-time zoom on it again, which yeah, is crazy. And, it, and dual telephoto lenses. Yeah. And it includes the S Pen. If you get the special case for it. Yeah, but why wouldn't you if you're going to get the Ultra? Yeah, so it, you know, we'll be talking about this. You know, Will we see the end of the Galaxy Note? Is this kind of the uh, the uh, the next level? Well, they just kind of blend it all into one, mm-hmm. the two lines. So again, you'll want to check out the app show tomorrow uh, or in Toronto uh, Saturday night. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank John and Christina for helping put the show together. We'll see you again next time.